Hey people, welcome to an episode of Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongue. Um, I was at a party yesterday. I told everybody I was going to be clipped up and I had a lot of things that I wanted to talk about. Sorry if it sounds crazy in the background because I'm currently driving. But um, right now I want to talk about triggers because uh, I found one of my triggers tonight and one of my triggers is the mother of my child and I were currently not together. One of my triggers is when my son tells me about something that his mother companion has done for him, right? And it's not her. She's doing the right thing. She's doing the right thing. She's looking out for him. She's accepting him. You know what I mean? As I guess taking her on as her own. Like, you know what I mean? She, she should. So she's doing the right thing. But I guess it's because I work a lot. I work a lot. Like, I work a lot, lot. Between my internship, my regular job, and my side job, I work a lot. And I'm doing the best I can to, like, be there as much as possible. But sometimes it just, you know, as a parent, sometimes you feel like you're not doing enough. And that, that can be, and it can be a trigger when somebody steps in and does something that you weren't there to do. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be something, like, as small as putting together a cabinet or a shelf or whatever, a bed, when you're not there to do it, or you're not available to do it, not by choice, but because you have to do other things, like other things are obligations. You have to work, you have to provide, you got to do other things and you have to build for the future. You know, you're still trying to find that balance, but these are things you get, it's almost like you got to put the work in now so you can chill later type of thing. But meanwhile, while you putting the work in, somebody else is doing the other stuff that you would rather do that if you if you could work 40 hours a week and only 40 hours a week I say because I put in much more work than that you know it would be easy to do I can do a nine to five come home fix stuff play and it's nothing but you know my life right now just isn't like that I gotta put in I gotta put overtime on the overtime as I always say so yeah, that's one of one of my triggers, and I found it. And the crazy thing about it was, I didn't know that that was a trigger of mine. I didn't know it would bother me so much. So I found out today, and I wanted to talk about it because I wanted to ask: Do you guys have any triggers that you didn't know about that you recently discovered? Like, is there anything that that you didn't even? Th- it's not even that it never bothered you before, but it's just you and you never thought about it enough to say this might or might not bother me. But then when it happens, it's like, oh, that's a trigger, like. But I'm not mad at, again, like I said, I'm not mad at, you know, the girlfriend. I'm not mad at the, my son's mom. I'm not mad at any. It's just, it, it hurts. Like, you know what I mean? It's just a little bit of, it's a little bit of pain right there. You know what I mean? You just, but you actualize it. But the one thing I'm real good at is identifying and actualizing. So once I know what it is, I can say, okay, that's a trigger. Now, the next step is a process. How do I get over it? How do I make peace with it because we know it's a good thing it's not a bad thing but how do I make peace and how do I be comfortable in my position as his father how do I not feel I don't want to say threatened because threatened is a strong word threatened to me would be like my son never wanting to hang with me and always wanting to be there that would be a threatening thing but it's not like that because obviously he always he still wants to be around me you know what I mean so I'm not threatened but it's like how do I be comfortable in that dominant position as his father and know that I'm always going to be his father? And it's to the point where nothing anybody does for him will bother me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nothing will ever bother me. But I think, like, I'm kind of like that selfish, emotional, selfish parent where it's like, I'm your pops. I'm, you know what I mean? Don't worry about nobody else. 
I'm your pops. I want to be able to do all, all these things. And, you know, it's just not right there right now. The time, you know, I put in the, I put in the time, but my time is limited. I got to be out here getting in. I got to be out here building for the back end, you know, for his future, not just for the right now. And especially I look at it, I talk to people and him being four years old, I feel like these are like the, these are the golden years. These are the years that they say, you know, they shape them. These years shape them and, you know, you want to be there for them and you do the best you can. Sometimes, like I say, you just feel like your best is not good enough. So that's one of the things. I feel like that's another trigger whenever I think about it. Sometimes I get a, like, I get a little like, I guess you could say down about it. And you feel like you're not doing enough. Um, and then it, it was crazy because I called when he called me back. What made me feel better was when he called me back. He told me about what she did, and that made me feel bad a little bit. But then his very next words were, "Are you coming to pick me up?" So then I had to ask him. You know, it's funny because kids have a funny way of reassuring you. Because I had to ask him, like, "You want me to pick you up?" He was like, "Yeah." And whenever he called me, it's always about me picking him up. If it ain't about me picking him up, he don't want to talk. But I guess that's just his personality. It's like, yo, is you picking me up? Because if not, we ain't got nothing to talk about. I don't know, but whatever. But that was his very next word, so that was reassuring. And I, I, I felt good about that. But it still stung a little. You know what I mean? The fact that, you know, you could, he could be so hype about another parent a little bit. You know what I mean? It, it stung a little bit. <laughs> like, damn, like, I want to be the only parent. But, you know, the thing about it is when you when you co-parenting, you're not going to be the only parent. Like, at some point, the other parent is going to date and they're going to marry. And who's to say I'm not going to marry? Right now, I'm just too busy to really give somebody who's worthy of their title my type, my attention. I'm too, I'm just not there yet. But at some point, I will be. And, you know what I mean? And that would be a good thing. But... You got to know if things don't work out, her life don't stop. Your life don't stop. You know what I'm saying? And the child's life don't stop. So I think like for me, it's just learning how to, instead of ignore things, like confront it, confront them feelings, confront those things that kind of bother me and just deal with it. You know, I think once I find a better way of dealing with it, then I think it'll be a lot better for me. Like, because if we were talk about energy, my energy's not bad. I don't, I'm not, and there's no animosity. I, I don't make it awkward. I'm, I speak. I'm welcoming to everybody. But internally, I'm just, I'm just speaking strictly internally. Because there's no qualms. I think we're all cool. Me, her, and uh, me, my mother, the mother of my child, and a girlfriend. I think we all cool. We ain't got no issues. We all good. But it's like internally, I'm bothered. So I just want to figure out how to deal with that. So. And that's and that's another and I thought it'd be a good a good segment because I know I'm not the only one that felt this. I feel like I might be one of the few that'll talk about it because when you actually listen to yourself say it, you be thinking like, damn, I'm really selfish, self-centered, I'm really like on some petty shit. Like not even really petty because you're not doing anything, but it's like, am I being soft? Like what am I am I just complaining? Like what's going on? But you can't help but to feel the way you feel. So naturally, I take to the recording because I know it's somebody on here that's going to be like, ah, yeah, I felt that before. I know what's going on with you. You're going through this or you're going through that. And the fact that you, you know what I mean? I think sometimes, also, I think me working a lot, I don't necessarily 
have the, I don't want to say I don't have the time, but I, I don't, I use my time in other ways other than confronting my feelings. And then the other thing is when things is going, this is a big thing. When things is going well for me, I have no issues. I don't care about anything or anything else. It's just when things are slow, these feelings of disdain for whatever bothers me start to come up. So it's almost like when my life is lit, there's no, you know, there's no problems. I don't even think about what's going on over there. It doesn't bother me. But when my life simmers down or it cools down, I get to thinking and it's like, damn, I ain't seen my son since, you know, for a couple days now. I wonder what he up to. I wonder if he even feel like being around me. Like, damn, I think probably happy as shit over there. I'm going to call him. I'm going to see what's up with him. I'm going to want to be there. You know what I mean? Like, and then you start feeling a certain way. You know what I mean? I, um, but that that type of thing. Like, when my life is lit, I don't even think about it. I, I, nothing bothers me. But when my life is just, like, regular, all of those feelings are disdain. And it's not to say that I'm only feeling this way because my life ain't lit. I don't think that's the case. I'm just saying I think... These emotions are buried when you're having fun, when you're laughing and you're, they're not taken care of. They're not confronted. They're just buried. You can bury it for the time being because it's self-medicating, whether you're sleeping around, whether I'm drinking, whether whatever I'm doing, I'm cracking jokes and having fun, whatever I'm doing, these feelings are being repressed. And what I'm trying to figure out is the most effective way to confront them without um, build, without messing up the good relationship that I have now, like you know what I mean. I'm, I don't want to talk to her about it because I feel like we just got in a good space and we so unstable sometimes co-parenting that 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 whatever I say to her can be taken out of context, and then she gets mad, and then I get mad because she mad because I'm trying to talk to you, but you're not listening. You just getting mad because you feel like you know what I mean I'm trying to stop you from dating and that's not the case I'm not saying none of that but you can't you know it's always good to be friends whatever with whoever you co-parenting because you get the it's, I think that would be like the easiest way to express yourself or express whatever you're feeling if ever you're feeling something whatever triggers is going on it's easier to confront those whenever when y'all are friends because the person would be more understanding you know what I mean? And they might even be willing to coach you through it if they can or help you through it if they can. But when y'all not friends and y'all not really talking like that and we cool, but we not friends, friends. So it ain't really nothing she can or possibly willing to do anything about that. It's just like, all right, get over it, which I can live with that. I'm not. But it would be easier. It would be a lot easier if we were friends, but I, I can live it. I'm going to take it how it come kind of guy. So I, I can live with that. But that's another thing. So. Yeah, uh, damn, that's about 11 minutes of ranting right now, but yeah, so, you know what I mean, if anybody could chime in, let's talk about it, you know what I mean, um, I don't want this to be a sad segment, so throw some jokes in there if you can, I like to laugh, obviously, you see my last episode, Prayed Over the Pussy, I hope y'all listened to it, I feel like it was dope, crazy funny, but throw some jokes in there if you can, but, you know, give me your, your, uh, your serious insight and your opinion, and if you have any advice, I'm more than willing to take it.